have your Bibles with you, we're going to be looking in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 is where we're going to start. Um, well, it'll take us a few minutes to get there, but that's where we're going to end up. And, and so, you know, it was several, you know, about a month or so ago, I really started thinking and praying about, you know, 2019. And, you know, I felt last year, you know, God's word to our church was that 2018 was going to be a year of increase. There were, in some ways we saw increase, and in other ways we didn't see increase, but, uh, and to be quite honest, the way that, um, the, the thought that I had in my mind as related to God's increase uh, ended up being completely different than what God had in his mind, because we certainly did see God bring increase here at Church on Rock, but it wasn't the way that I thought it was going to come, all right? And so, in 2019, I, I, you know, I started praying and just kind of trying to figure out, you know, God, what's your word for us? Which, what's the word for Church on a Rock? And I really felt like that, that word was breakthrough. And I, for a while, I kind of struggled with it because it, it's kind of cliche, you know, breakthrough. Uh, everybody's talking about breakthrough, this kind of thing. And so I was like, I just don't know. And I had seen some things online about people who were also, you know, had the same idea. And I just... But, you know, over and over and over again, as I prayed and just really sought the Lord, I, I really felt like God kept bringing this word uh, back, to, back to my mind and back to, you know. And so I really believe that God wants to do something in your life, something in our life, and bring um, that 2019 for some of you will be, uh, some of you, that you will experience some of the greatest breakthroughs that you've ever seen in your life. How many of you received that today? That 2019, 2019, that, that, that I believe that some of you in here today, listen, that you're going to see God bring some of the greatest breakthroughs in your life that you've ever seen before, okay? That's, 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 and, and so this is not just a word for me, okay? This is not just, you know, some cliche thing. I really believe that 2019 is going to be a banner year, and and I always say it's like this. It's just like last year. It's probably going to come in ways that you never thought that it would come. Okay? Or probably going to come in areas or in ways that you never really saw it coming. But I'm really believing and I'm standing on this that I believe 2019 is going to be significant. That we're going to see great breakthrough in your life. And that we're going to see great breakthrough here at the church as well. And I fully anticipate that we're going to break ground. Which is going to be another big breakthrough, right? All right, and so, um, you know, when I say this, even I said that, you know, how many of you feel like you need breakthrough in your life? I think that all of us at some level, if we're honest, you know, if we, if our hearts are sensitive to the things of the Lord, we would probably all say that at some level, in some area of my life, man, I need God to break through in my life. And so, um, you know, and, and so when you think about the idea of what breakthrough is, what is it, you know, and even me saying, you know, how many of you need breakthrough in your life? And you think, well, you know, I kind of, I need breakthrough. I don't really know what breakthrough means. Like, what are you really talking about? And what does that really look like in my life if you're talking about breakthrough? But that word breakthrough, if you, if you just talk about it in the English language, it means a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development, an instance of achieving, an instance of achieving success in a particular sphere or activity, Okay. So we're praying and we're believing that 2019 is that God is going to bring sudden and dramatic and important developments for achieving success, that kind of breakthrough in your life. Sudden, 
dramatic, important, significant developments in your life to help you continue to achieve success. How many of you say, yes, Lord? Amen. Okay. We all, I think, at some level would say, you know what, I need God to break through in my life and to do something significant. All right. But here's the thing that I want to tell you and the thing that I want to talk about. And we, we talked a little bit about this last week and talking about, you know, the, the, the increase that God wants to bring in our life. All right. But we have to understand, even in the realm, even in the idea of breakthrough, okay, you play a role, you play a significant role in the level of breakthrough that you receive in your life. Now, it's not all about you, and I'm not going to tell you that it's all about you, because when God brings breakthrough, he's the one that does all the major heavy lifting, right? He does all the major heavy lifting. It's not us, right? But we play a role. We play, you play a role in the amount of breakthrough or in the level of breakthrough that you receive in your life. It's not one of those things where you could say, well, yes, Lord, I receive breakthrough. And then you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again in your life that you've always done. Right? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Right? So you have to, you have to learn to change. You have to learn to think differently um, about your circumstances. You know, I don't know if you, you know, if you do some study of some of the major religions of this world. Buddha, for example, you see, breakthrough in your life is not going to happen to you like it happened to Buddha. All right. Number one, you don't want the breakthrough that Buddha got because that's a, as a, you know, a false religion, lots of bad things. Okay, right. But Buddha, basically, the beginning of the uh, the Buddhism began where Buddha said. Well, you know, it starts out when he was young. He, he kind of lived. He was, uh, he was a child of a, of a king or or a very wealthy prince. He lived in a castle for all his life. Uh, he never saw he never saw death. He never experienced poverty or sickness or any of those kinds of things until he became a young man and he finally left the palace and he saw those things. And so then he set out on a journey to uh, discover um, discover the answer for suffering in the world. Why does suffering exist? Right? So then what he did is he said, I'm going to go, and he decided, to. He, this is what he said, I'm going to sit under this tree until I receive enlightenment. Okay? Right. So let, uh, what I'm going to tell you is this, that breakthrough is not going to happen to you in your life and you say, I'm going to sit here under this tree and wait for God to bring breakthrough in my life. That's not how it works. Okay? It's not going to work. Breakthrough doesn't come to you by you sitting um, uh, right, down waiting for God to do something. Breakthrough in your life, uh, it, 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 from a kingdom perspective, will not come to you unless you play a part in the breakthrough process. Have you ever he heard the parable of the flood? You ever heard the parable of the flood? It's not in the Bible, by the way, so I, I know that the word parable kind of threw you out there. It's not in the Bible. It's actually uh, something, oh, goodness, who was that guy? Mm, I can't remember. Anyways, listen to this parable, all right, because this is... Um, I think there's, there, there's a lot of truth here. It says, A man was trapped in his house during a flood, and he began praying to God to rescue him. He had a vision. Oh, it's Martin Luther, by the way. Martin Luther all right, is the one that, uh, that, that is, is coined as being the one that said this parable. A man was trapped in his house during a flood, and he began to pray to God to rescue him. He had a vision in his head of God's hand reaching down from heaven and lifting him from his house to safety. The water started to rise in his house. His neighbor urged him to leave and offered him a ride to safety. The man yelled back, I'm waiting for God to save me. 
And then so the neighbor drove off in his pickup truck. The man continued to pray and hold on to his vision. And as the waters began, to, began rising in his house, he had to climb up to the roof. A boat came by with some people heading for safe ground. And they yelled out to the man, grab the rope, and the, as they were ready to throw it and take him to safety. And he told them, that's okay, I'm waiting for God to come and save me. And so they shook their heads and they moved on down the water. The man continued to pray and believing with all of his heart that God would, that he would be saved by God, and the floodwaters continued to rise. A helicopter flew by, and a voice came over a loudspeaker offering to lower a ladder and to take him off the roof and to fly him to safety. But the man waved his hand at the helicopter and shouted back, I'm waiting for God to come and rescue me. And the helicopter left. The floodwater came over the roof and caught him up, swept him away, and he drowned. When he reached heaven, he asked God, God, why didn't you save me? I believed in you with all my heart. Why did you let me drown? And God replied, I sent you a pickup truck, a boat, and a helicopter, and you refused all of them. What else could I possibly do for you? Right? Okay. This is, this is the equivalent of us sitting around waiting for God to do um, you know, something for us when God is doing something all the time and he requires that we are a part of the process. So did God want to save this guy? Absolutely. He gave him three opportunities to be saved. But because he thought that God was going to do it one way and it was going to be some miraculous way, this invisible hand was going to come down, pick him up and move him to another place of safety, he completely missed God in the process of all of the things going on in his life. So, you know, maybe it's that in our life, because we're sitting around waiting for God to do something, that we're missing God moving all around us because we refuse to do the little things that God tells us to do in the moments that we're in. You see, faith in God is not a passive sit around, wait for God to do something. Faith, actually, the, the word faith is an active word. You cannot have faith in God. You cannot have faith in God unless it changes your behavior and the things that you do, right? James says, um, you know, show me your faith. Um, you know, he says, you know, faith without works is dead, right? He says, uh, I'll show you my faith by what I do. Now, we don't ever receive salvation because of the things that we do, but faith inside of us, when we have true faith in God, it changes the way we live and it changes the things that we do. So when we say that we have faith in God, that faith in God will actually, uh, okay, so it's like Hebrews says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Faith is substance, it's tangible, it's something that you grab a hold of. Faith is substance of things that you hope for. Hope is, you know, hope is a positive expectation of your future. Hope is believing that something's good is going to ha happen down the road. This guy sitting on a roof okay, had hope that God was going to rescue him, but he didn't have faith because his faith would have caused him to get into the truck or get into the boat or climb up the ladder to the helicopter because he would have recognized that God gave him a step so that he could get saved. All right? So 
Hope is a positive expectation. I'm waiting for something good to happen. Faith is the action that we have right now with our hope. So I believe that there's a great thing out in front of me, and my faith is causing me to act in the way that I believe about my future. Okay? So um, if we want breakthrough in our life, uh, we need to understand that, that there, there is something that we have to do. You know, in your life, one of the things that we, we have to understand, the things that you need, God will bring them to you. But the things that you want, you have to go get. Okay? And I think one of the problems is in our life and in, in, in our culture today is that we do a, um, we've gotten to the place where we're really confused over what's the difference between a need and a want, Right? I mean, you have children, you know what I'm talking about. Daddy, I need a new iPhone. No, you don't. You don't need a new iPhone. You want a new iPhone, okay? But Daddy, I, I need better internet. I need a computer. I need a PlayStation. I need this game. No, no, no. No, you don't. You, you want the, right? Look, look, truth be known is that even, even as adults, sometimes we can confuse it, right? Not that we're quite as obnoxious as children are with it, but sometimes we can get just as confused about what needs are. So we get mad at God because he's not answering our prayer, all right? And sometimes the things that we're praying for aren't really needs, they're just wants, all right? And, and we're, we're saying, God, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? Just like this guy, we're sitting around waiting for God to do something for us. And God's saying, you know what? If it's something that you want, you're going to need to go get Okay, something that you need, God will bring it to you as something that you want. So, right, scripture says, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory, all of your needs. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory, all right? And somewhere down the, along the line, we lose sight of what the difference is between a need and a want. And so um, it's important that we understand uh, th those differences and understand how we have to play a part in the process of breakthrough. So that kind of gets me to what we're, gonna, what we're specifically talking about today. All right? And one of the most important keys to positioning ourselves for breakthrough in our life is to take a look at what we think about. All right? To think, take a look at what we think about. And this is what we're going to read here in 2 Corinthians. All right? One of the interesting aspects of of of, of being, and, and what's different between us and, and, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but our, our culture today is, is, is kind of trying to confuse things, right? I mean, there's a significant difference between mankind and animals, all right? Uh, but our culture tries to say that, well, we're just all, you know, um, you, know, you know, we're all the same. We just happen to be, you know, a higher elevated breed or something like that. But one of the things that's significant about mankind is our ability to think about what we think about. <clears throat> All right? That we can think about what we think about. And there's, there's no animal that exists on a planet that has the capacity to think about what they think about. They have the capacity to think about things that you train them. And they, they live by instincts. And I'm sure that there are thoughts that run through their mind that are instinct-based or they are trained-based. All right? But, and, and there are things that we do in our life that can be instinct-based and even trained-based. But we have the ability to think about the things that we think about, all right? And so what, what I want to do today to tell you is, is that one of the, the key 
things that we have to do that to position ourselves for a place of breakthrough is we've got to think about those kinds of things. We have to uh, think about the things we think about. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, um, verses uh, 11 through 16. Nope, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, my bad. That's a different different verse. So, Flip back over, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 11 through 16, it says, For who knows a person's thought except for the spirit of that person which is within him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except for the spirit of God. And now we have received the spirit of the world. Um, we have, I'm sorry, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this um, in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but he himself to be judged by no one. For who has understanding in the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Okay? We have the mind of Christ. So this right here, this passage is talking about, um, you know, as believers, as born and good Christians, God has done something new inside of us, and he's changed our life, and he's even able to change our minds in the way that we think about things and the things that we think about. All right? And so, the scripture here, it, it, it says this thing out here, it says that, that we have, you, you as a believer, as a Christ follower, are supposed to have the mind of Christ. When you think about the mind of Christ, when you think about Jesus' mind, you know, we don't, we don't really know, the only thing that we really know about Jesus in, in, in truth is what the word of God has to say about him, right? You think about the life that he lived and, and the way that he interacted with people, And we say, the scripture here says that we're supposed to have the mind of Christ inside of us. That we're supposed to live with the the mind of Christ. And you look at Jesus and how he interacted people on this earth. I mean, how many times in the scriptures did the disciples get in trouble, so to speak, because they were thinking about their situation um, that was different from the way Jesus was thinking about their situation, right? Right? How many times did it happen? Think about all the times. I mean, there was one time it happened so bad that Jesus called Peter Satan, right? And you know when the Son of God calls you Satan, that's bad news, all right? That's, that's not good when Jesus, who's walking around, looks at you and says, get behind me, Satan. You're like, what? Me? I'm not Satan. Please stop. Take it back. You know, all right? But how many times did Jesus get on to his disciples because they weren't thinking about their circumstances the way that he was thinking about their circumstances? I mean, almost, it it's almost seems like um, the vast majority of moments in Jesus' ministry, he was constantly having to correct the way the disciples were thinking about things. Constantly. Um, constantly saying, oh, ye of little faith, 
Why do you doubt? You know, and he would go on and on and on. Every time there was a moment that Jesus would, and it's almost like, it seemed like more times than not, the disciples got it wrong. And these were people who were living with Jesus in the flesh on a daily basis, hearing everything that he was teaching. They were exposed to all of Jesus' teaching, how he was living, all of his wisdom, all of the miracles and everything that was going on. And yet still, in the midst of all of that, for some reason, they still were thinking about their circumstances wrong. Jesus was constantly having to change and to speak to them and to make them think differently about their circumstances. And so God, what he does by depositing his spirit inside of us, he wants us to live with the mind of Christ to think about our circumstances the way that God thinks about them. All right? And that has to do with every situation, every circumstance um, it, that you deal with in your life, that you think about it the way that Jesus would think about it. And I would tell you this. It's impossible to receive breakthrough in any area of your life where you think differently about it than God does. Okay? It is impossible for you to receive breakthrough in any area of your life if your thoughts about that area are different than God's thoughts about that area. You'll never receive breakthrough in that area of your life as long as what you think about it is different than what God thinks about it. And, like, for me... I don't know if it, I would say that it's scary, but it's concerning. It's concerning to me to think that there could be something in my life that, that is allowed to persist and stay in my life just because I don't think the way that Jesus thinks about that area of my life. That I don't think, you, it's, it's, it's not possible. Now, certainly God can do anything that he wants to do. And there are times that breakthrough can come like, um, you know, in a great moment, and 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 sometimes, um, you know, it, it like I would say, it could come unexpected, in unexpected moments, um, but it still doesn't mean that it, it won't happen as the result of, you know, something that we do and stepping out in faith. Right? The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So at some level, if you want breakthrough in your life, you've got to operate in faith. And faith is an active word. It's something that you do. And, and now, just because break unexpectedly doesn't mean that you didn't have a part of the, a role in the process. Right? But there, there won't ever be a moment in your life where you receive breakthrough in your life if you're thinking differently about that particular area of your life. Any thought that you have in your life right now about your circumstances that are different than the way God thinks will make it impossible to receive breakthrough. And it's extremely possible that one reason why you may have never received, why you're not receiving breakthrough in an area of your life is simply because you continue to think about your circumstances differently than what God has said. Okay? It is significantly possible, maybe even something that you've been praying for a long time. You've been asking God to do this, and, and you've been praying. And it is possible that maybe that thing hasn't happened to you in your life just because the way that you think about that thing in your life is different from the way that God thinks about that thing. And so if you aren't lined up with God's word, if you aren't lined up with God's word and what God has to say about you, then you aren't lined up with the kingdom of God. And, you know, 
I'll say it like this. The Israelites, you know the, uh, the story of the Israelites, Moses, all right, so Moses, um, he was called by God, goes to the, uh, you know, Egypt. He delivers the Israelites. They come out. They're saved, okay? They're not in captivity anymore. This is a um, kind of a metaphor of, of our life. They're, they're, they, they are saved from captivity. They are delivered. God rescues them and pulls them out of captivity, all right? And, and they get saved, all right? And then where do they end up at? They end up in the wilderness, all right? And they spend 40 years walking around in the wilderness, not because God wanted them in the wilderness. God didn't want them in the wilderness. God wanted them in the promised land. And he had promised this land to their forefathers many, many, many generations ago, and he wanted to pull them out of captivity and bring them into the promised land, all right? But why is it that they never reached the promised land? Because of the, what they thought about, all right? You remember you, you know the story, the story, right? They send, the, they send 12 guys into the promised land to go scout out the land. They go in and they scout out the land, and they come back to give the report. Two guys said, two guys said, yeah, we can take it. Ten guys said, no, you know what? There, there's giants in the land. The people are too great. We'll, we'll be overwhelmed. We, we can't do it. Now, here's the problem, right? All right? The ten, okay, they're, now, their thinking didn't line up with what God was saying, right? Now, what you say, how do you know their thinking didn't line up? Well, because of what they said, right? Because we don't, we don't say things that we don't think about, okay? Uh, even, if, even if you're that kind of person that, like, uh, that like you, people would say you have no filter and you say whatever comes to your mind, it still comes to your mind first, Okay? So you don't ever say anything in your life. As a matter of fact, one of the ways to check what you think about is to take uh, inventory of what you talk about. Okay? What is it that you say with your mouth? Because if what you say with your mouth doesn't line up with what God says in his word, then what you're thinking about in your mind isn't lining up with what God says in his word. Because when you begin to think about the right thing, you'll begin to speak the right thing. All right? And so these ten said, hey, there's no way we can do it. We can't go into the promised land. And what's happening here? Their thinking isn't lining up with what God is saying. All right? And so what happens as a result of this is that they all spend many more years in the wilderness. And all ten of those guys that believed that they couldn't go to the promised land never made it to the promised land. But the two that believed they could did make it. So all 10 of them got exactly what they believed and exactly what they thought. All 10 of them got exactly what they thought. I mean, all 12 of them got exactly what they thought. The two that thought they could got it. The, two that, the 10 that thought they couldn't, they got it as well. Their breakthrough was dependent upon what they thought about, and what they thought about wasn't lining up with God's word. So God never brought breakthrough in that area of their life. Now, did God supply their needs? Absolutely, he was raining down manna from heaven and quail, and you know Moses was go take a staff and hit a rock, and water's coming out. You know he's healing them because they're getting bitten by snakes. He's doing all these other kinds of things. But guess what? God didn't want them to be in the in the wilderness. He wanted them in the promised land, and they wanted in the promised land. The problem was is that uh, uh, the vast majority of them, their thinking didn't line up with what God was saying. Because all they thought about was all the problems, all the ups. They saw what was in front. They saw the facts. They saw the facts and ignored the truth. 
right? And the truth is always greater than the facts. God's truth is always greater than the facts. And so if you want breakthrough in your life, then you've got to line yourself up with what God's word says about you. Rob, if you'll come or somebody. Um, And so what happened was these, these Israelites, they continually lived in a place of perpetually needing God to rescue them from their circumstances instead of seeing breakthrough in their life. Um, uh, that came from living in the land of abundance. God wanted them in the land of abundance. He didn't want them in the place of miracles and where God was having to do miracles every day to sustain them. He wanted to take them to a place where they received abundance, where they were abundantly blessed uh, because of their faith and their walk. And, and, and yet they, can, they, they never saw it. And all, it all had to do with what they were thinking about. Right? And the Bible says that we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. But it's really dependent upon you, right? It's dependent upon you to think about the things. This is the reason why the Bible says, uh, think on these things, whatsoever things are lovely or pure. All right? it's, it tells you to think about them. You think about them. God's not going to replace your thoughts. He's not going to change. You, you have to discipline yourself. And, and it's not that, that you're not going to have random bad thoughts that come through your mind. Okay? We all, you, okay, it's like the saying, you can't keep the birds from flying over the tree, but you can keep them from making their nest, all right? So it, it, you can't keep all bad thoughts from running through your mind, but you can't keep yourself from dwelling on those things, all right? And those, those thoughts are the things that you've got to eliminate and you've got to dwell on the right, dwell on these things. Think of these things, whatsoever things are noble and pure and righteous and of good report. All of these things, the Bible says that we're supposed to be thinking about these things. The King James, in the King James Bible in, in Proverbs, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As we think, all right, th- these, these thoughts in our life help shape our life. And if we want breakthrough in any area of our life, then you need to understand that you've got to think about that area of your life the way that God thinks about that area. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you're dealing with it, Whatever it is that you're, you're, you're having trouble with, whatever it is that you're facing in your life, you need to start thinking about that thing the way that God thinks about the thing. In Romans chapter 8, listen to this. In Romans 8, it says this. <clears throat> Romans 8, 5, it says, um, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. Look, they set their mind on the thing. So you make the choice about what you think about. If you're going to live according to the flesh, you're going to set your mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. If you want to live according to the Spirit, then you've got to learn to set your mind on the things of the Spirit. You set your mind on spiritual things. You set your mind on godly things. You set your mind on holy things. Whatever it is that you want to live according to, you set your mind to it. 
And there's really only two things according to the Bible. You set your mind to fleshly things or you set your mind to spiritual things. All right? Now, fleshly things could be many different things that are really just contrary to what God's Word says. But the Bible says that we're supposed to set our minds on spiritual things. We're supposed to think about spiritual things. And if you want breakthrough in your life, you've got to set your mind. Don't allow your mind to be set for you. Don't allow yourself. So what is it in your life that, that, that you're, you're, you're faced with? What, what is it? What is it that you're dealing with in your life? What is it that you're looking at? What is it that you're praying for? Because here's the deal. <clears throat> You've got to think about yourself in a different, different, from a different perspective. Do you, do you see yourself as a poor man trying to get rich? Do you see yourself as a sick man trying to get healed? Do you see yourself as a weak man trying to get strong? Do you see yourself as a sinful man trying to get holy? You see, you're not any of those. You're not a poor man. You're not a sick man. You're not a weak man. You're not a sinful man. Now, if you, if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life, you could, you could be all of those things without Christ, right? But if you have Christ, if you have Christ, the Bible says that you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And you're not a poor man trying to get rich anymore. You're a rich man trying to be a blessing. Come on. You're a rich man trying to get a blessing. You're not, you're not an unfavored person trying to receive favor. No, 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 no. God has showered you with all of his favor and all of his grace and all of his mercy. You're not a sick person trying to get well. The Bible says that he has made you whole. <clears throat> he has made you whole. That he bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases and by his stripes we we're healed. We're healed. We're not sick people trying to get well. We are well people. We are well. We are whole. And we, we stand in confidence and in faith and we live like that and we talk like that. Okay? We're not weak people trying to get strong. You're not a weak man. You're not a weak woman. You're not somebody, just some lowly, oh, I can't really do anything right. I just, I just can't. No, 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 no. The Bible don't say that about you. The Bible doesn't say, how many times in the Bible did God show up to somebody and say, greetings, mighty warrior? And the guy's like, I, I, I'm not a mighty warrior. And before it's all said and done, what happens? That person becomes a mighty warrior. Why? Because God sees you the way that he created you, the way he's destined you. We see our weakness. We see our, our failure. We see our problems. We see all of our issues. And then what happens is, is because we see all these things, we begin to think about ourselves like that. We think about ourselves like, well, we're weak and we're no good and I can't get anything right. And I can't ever turn a corner and I can't ever seem to get my head above water and, and all these kinds of things. And no, 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 no. The Bible says something completely different than that. And you've got to think about yourself the way that God thinks about yourself. That you are victorious. That you are more than a conqueror. That you are rich. You are whole. You are powerful. You are a warrior. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Stop talking weakness. Stop thinking weakness. Stop thinking like you can't live your life the way that God created you to live your life. Stop letting the devil put thoughts in your mind that are contrary to what God's word says about you. You want breakthrough in your life. You want breakthrough in an area of your life. Change the way you think.
Change the way, begin to think. Maybe you have that down, okay? We're gonna get into some more stuff later, later on as the weeks go by. We're gonna put some steps out there, all right? Sure, God does it, right? God does it. God's the God of breakthrough. He does it, but we've gotta position ourselves well. We gotta position ourselves well so that when the kingdom comes and he passes us by, we'll be able to reach out and touch the hem of his garment. But we'll be in that position, in that place. We've got to position ourselves well for God's breakthrough to happen in our life. And sometimes that means that we've got to change the way that we think. Will you stand to your feet this morning?